0: Welcome to another episode of Cinema Flavor. I am your host, Mark, and today I'm going to be going over the top five movies of November. That's right. We did it last month, and the response was actually pretty good, so I thought, you know what? I'll do it again for November, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a few rules, uh, one of them being it has to be a movie only in theaters, uh, and also it has to come out in November. Uh, I did mine for Ad Astra, and I was like, I, I can't wait to see Ad Astra when I recorded that. And then like two days later, I get the response on my phone. Buy your tickets for Ad Astra now. I'm like, whoa, I, I didn't know. It said October 8th on the, the thing. I don't know what to tell you. They lied to me. They lied to me. I didn't lie to you guys. Who lied to you guys? They did. All right. So uh, these five movies, they have to be in theaters. I there, there is one on the list that will get a wide release, though it is uh, strictly for Netflix. So I guess I'll bend the rule a little bit here. Uh, whether or not we get it, I I don't ever know because, to be quite frank with you, uh, I live about two hours outside of San Francisco. And so even though a lot of those movies go there, uh, it is, it is you know, it, it's like, do I really want to drive two hours to go see a movie? You know, it has to be something big enough. You know, it, it can't just be like, oh, I want to go see Peter Wonder Falcon. Oh, I got to go travel for two hours and 15 minutes uh, on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Your brain starts to go, well, I don't know if that's going to be worth it. Uh With that being said, man, I I think a lot of these movies this year for November, uh, you do get a lot of them that are Oscar bait-ish. Because I'm looking at them, I'm going, well, uh, that might play a role. Uh, and then there are others that are like, I, why is that there? That should be like an April release. So th- this is a very odd November. Uh Usually, like, you look at a November, you go, okay, there's the big players. Uh, I thought for a minute uh, Sam Mendes's 1917 movie uh, was going to be in November. It wasn't. It looks like it's going to be the end of December. So I guess that's uh, that's one that will be on the list if you're paying attention. Uh, that being said, man, let's jump into it. So before we do our five, I want to throw an honorable mention out there. And that is Slayer is putting out a concert movie. I'll, I'll be frank with you. I, I don't really like Slayer all that much. Uh, especially now, but I do like metal, and I respect a lot of these bands who, who come out here, especially Slayer, who have been just been doing it for years. They have never gotten the variety or the attention that, like, Metallica has, or even really Megadeth has. I mean, I guess within the context of the fans, they would say Slayer over everything, but, you know, Slayer is deemed, you know, the heavier of those bands, and, you know, now that they've gotten older, uh, I, I've i listened to Repentless. It's a solid album, but just, I, when you listen to it, you go, wow, these guys are getting old. Uh, and a lot of it, too, is just the fact that, you know, Jeff is not with the band anymore. Uh, he passed away. And Lombardo left. And what you're left with is, is kind of a fragmented idea. It, it's, it's a little sad to watch. Uh, but it is cool to see, like, these guys are just really going out and just, hey, this is our last one for sure. So let's just do everything that we never got to do in our prime. You know, Metallica's done this before. They've they've put out movies and whatnot, and um, you know they've gone on these big risk taking ideas that has worked for them and hasn't. And I think Slayer just wants to do that. Maybe get it over with. Uh, who knows? I don't know the set list. Uh, I know it's called Killology. I I don't know what that means. But let you know, let's just go for it. Let's let's do it. I I would like to see Slayer in a movie theater. That's very different. Hopefully, the fan base isn't too. Uh, too rowdy it'd be cool if there was like a mosh bit in the theater actually it wouldn't be don't do that uh you guys are idiots do that at the show do that at the show don't do it in in life that was my honorable mention i don't know when that comes out if it ever comes out uh it might be one of those like it's a fandango release you know how like you when you get to the movie theater early and they always show like the uh the play you know here, here's a play of a thing come watch it in fandango events and you go, wow, I would never watch that. Why is that here? That and like the, the boxing matches. You know, I feel like this, this movie concert is going to be that. If I get to see it, I do. Hopefully it's not like some weird uh, Wednesday screening that they like to do with those, those type of things. On to number five, which is Terminator Dark Fate. I am optimistic about Terminator. Very optimistic. I, I think I have the same feeling that most fans have with Terminator that I have with Jurassic Park, which is, I know this is probably going to suck, but I can't help but just watch. It's it's the same for them, except with Terminator, the, the track record has been a lot worse. Like, as in, I don't think anything's been good since, like, the second one. But it is cool to see this, this fan base is so loyal, so passionate about it, that... This will make money. I'm sure it will. Uh, but you see, like, the outside, at least the outside view of it is, why do they keep making these? Why is Arnold in this? Why is this? Why is that? And then you see the inside, that very loyal fan base that is like, no, this is where it's going. This is what I want it to do. And it's the same thing with the with the Jurassic Park movies. Uh, you know, you want it to do something. You want it to just be good. And now that's just kind of the focus, right? Like, if you could hit, like, a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, that, that'd be, you know, that's a picnic right there. I, I, I feel for you guys. I really do. Uh, hopefully, this does right. I think one of the, the main things that does hold it back, at least for Terminator, is the fact that Arnold has to be involved. Uh, but how much does he have to be involved? So you go, well, he plays a bit role in this, and we, we kind of want to move the Terminator, or at least the idea of what a Terminator is, to Mackenzie Davis. Or to Lindo Hamilton. And it, it doesn't work that way because you go, well, I, I can't help but just see Arnold in that role. So it's it's a, uh, it's a certainly predicament, I, I feel for you guys. Hopefully it's good. Uh, the November release is interesting to me because I would have thought this movie would have came out smack in the middle of summer. To me, that's just what it seems like. And when you put your movie out in the winter, what you're saying is solely like, hey, pay attention to this because this is going to be good. It's usually how it is, right? Like, it's, it's one of those movies that is summer blockbuster level. But because the summer is always so congested, you put it out in November. But the thing about November is, right, you have a little bit of, of play there. So you, you have more eyeballs looking at what you're doing. And you really got to deliver. Because if you crash and burn on this one, you may very well crash and burn. This, this could be the end of Terminator if this does not work. Uh, because I I think Genesis was the thing that popped that balloon, where you go, hey, let's put out a Terminator movie. Oh, it's very convoluted. It's not good. But it was summer. We could kind of sweep up the pieces and, and compensate for that. Here, I, I don't think you can. I really think if this crashes and burns and people remember that as a November release, they're not going to be inclined to come back. And that includes your fan base. Uh, let's let's pray and hope the terminator dark fate is very good. I I enjoy the trailers. The trailers are very good both of them uh, Give you some fairly good insight on what's going on at least I think so It just seems like the the timeline is is shattered or, or fractured and it looks like they're Doing the first and second one again like it's an homage uh, I don't know but again, I'll see it. You know, I can't wait to see it. I'm sure we'll do a episode on it so Let's move on. So number four I seen the documentary to this, and I cried. I could, I kept fighting it. I was like, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna cry. It's not gonna happen. And I did. And that is Mr. Rogers, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. There seems to be an influx of documentaries that get turned into movies. Uh, there seems to be the same thing going on with uh, Mr. Rogers. And uh, Tom Hanks will be playing Mr. Rogers. the The trailer itself, it's it's so amazing to see what Mr. Rogers really was. And I remember seeing that documentary and beginning, becoming very scared uh, of the idea that maybe Mr. Rogers was not a kind person. Maybe he was not the TV personality that he was. So I went in there to go watch and I was like, I don't. I have, I have such a nice idea of what Mr. Rogers was. I remember when I was younger, I thought my grandpa knew him. I No one ever told me that. He never said it. I just I was like, yeah, he knows that guy. Uh, I think maybe it was because he had recorded episodes of the show on VHS, and so uh, if I wanted to watch it, I would just watch that. And so it's it's so linked to this idea that when you're a kid and you watch this and it's so familiar and you recognize it right away, that when you come back to it, you go, wow, yeah, I I do remember that. That's such a nice and quiet time in my life. And you go, wow, I don't want to know that the guy who was behind that is you know a drunk or a, a uh, a drug addict or something. And I was like, I, I, I kind of don't want to watch that. But I, I sucked it up and, and went to go see it. And it was it was amazing. It was amazing. It was cool to see that Mr. Rogers really was that guy. That he really was just as nice as in the world to other people. And that was his whole goal. Uh, I love the fact that he also was... He, he hated television. Uh, you see it in the documentary about how he really just didn't like the way it treated kids. And it wasn't, you know, he was a grumpy old man or anything. It was just, you know, to him, he saw that as, well, you, you put a, a kid down in front of the TV and a bunch of shapes and colors happen, And he was like, I, I don't, you know, why Why are they subjected to that? But adults get something. And you see the way he handles talking to children and, and helping them deal with their feelings and whatnot. It's its so cool to see somebody who cared on that level, whose just purpose in life was this? And you see, everyone else around him is like, "What? What's up with this guy? Why is he like? What's What's up with him being around kids all the time?" And even Mister Rogers, who who never got angry about it, just said, "Yeah, that's that's my purpose in life. I want to help children. I want them to deal with their feelings. That way, when they grow up, they're not suppressed. They're they know how to deal with it at an early age, and they move on from there to be adults." And you see all throughout the show how he's just. Kind to everybody. There was there was a part in the documentary where uh, he he puts his feet in to a pool with a uh, uh, a black gentleman, and you see that on TV uh, in that same area that there was a guy who was throwing like chlorine in a pool because it was a uh, whites only pool. And it's just it's cool to see somebody like that care. Uh, the part that got to me uh, was toward the final end. I'll I'll spoil it for you, uh, where. He had retired already. The a uh, couple of years had gone by, and the World Trade Center uh, incident happened. Nine Eleven had happened. They asked Mister Rogers to come back, and Mister Rogers was like, I, "I don't really want to." And then he he looks at the camera. And he's like, "I'm sorry to everybody. Um, I was hoping that maybe my words would help, but I I see that I failed you, and it just it just breaks your heart to just see like this guy cared so much, and I I don't think he realized that you know look. You're not going to be around forever, which he's not around now. Uh, it's just, you know, life moves on, man. People, he, he tried to make his mark on the world, and I think most people understand that. Uh, but you, you just can't change it. You just, you, you put your footprint on the world and go, cool. Here I am. You just can't change it. There's too many people. Too many decades. That's me talking about the documentary. Uh, the the movie itself looks solid. Tom Hanks seems to be doing this biopic centric thing he, he did sully a couple years ago i'm trying to remember if uh bridge of spies was a biopic i don't believe it was i think maybe it was it was dealt in a uh a real story so maybe he played a real person same thing with the post i, I believe the post was a uh, another person so tom hanks looks like he's just he wants to just dive into other ideas and other people Right, just doing his little method acting thing. I love that this is also coming out in November. This seems just the perfect perfect amount, right? You go in, nice cool day, go see a movie. Hopefully don't cry. Still cry a lot. All right, awesome. So let's move on to number three. Number three is a, uh, how, do, how do I say this? I enjoy the director, I enjoy his movie. Uh, I'm still a little bit nervous about it though. And that's Knives Out. Look, a cool uh, murder mystery, we don't ever get that like ever. I mean, that genre just kind of goes away. Maybe though there it'll come back up in popularity, the same way westerns have. But to me, I was pretty excited about this until like I just I see a lot of the marketing for this and I'm I'm starting to see a lot of it uh only because I follow some of the people on Instagram who are going to be in this movie. To me it just seems like, hey man, isn't it cool to see like Chris Evans in a movie? Isn't it cool to see like lakeith stanfield in a movie it just seems to me like it's everyone just doing a little quirky bit and moves on from there i believe uh the the venice film festival was um was pretty optimistic about it and they seem to be pretty optimistic about everything i mean they are the ones who stood for eight minutes and clapped after the end of joker which we'll have our review up for that let's just say uh the ending was not worth eight minutes so i don't know what you guys are clapping at same thing with knives out what are you guys what are you guys watching and I, I watch this and I go, well, man, I really hope this is good. I uh, Hopefully it's not too convoluted. Because one of the things, especially with like a murder mystery, is the formula is it's the person that you have no attachment to, right? They build up one person to be it and you go, wow, that's going to be the guy. And then the other idea is, oh, the one person you wouldn't expect is the person. And that's how all these movies always end up it's always that middle person, right? It's the one that you go, oh, I didn't even think of him or her. It's It always plays out that way. And to me, it does get a little stagnant. I don't have much to say about it. I mean, Ryan Johnson directed it. He's coming off Star Wars, I think creatively, uh, that maybe helped him. Maybe it got him a few people to join. Who knows? I mean, I do see in the comments, uh, like on Rotten Tomatoes and whatnot, you know, everyone's talking about how they hated Star Wars. And so he does have that looming... Uh, looming bubble or cloud above him all the time it it might always just be there I don't want to say that about Ryan but it just it looks like it might always just be there one of the main problems for that is well you had too much creative control when you did Star Wars and you did what you did let's just let's move on from that I would hope in like three or four years maybe after the end of Rise of Skywalker if that's good that he can move on from that and just go well I'm the guy who did Knives Out Right. Let's just hope that works for him because he definitely needs that win. I think just to just to erase something just to get that baggage off On to our number two. Number two, I seen the trailer for this about two weeks ago. I was intrigued. I was like, oh, my God, I have to see what this is. It's Shia LaBeouf. He's writing and directing it or I believe just writing it. It is a movie about the making of the movie. It, it's a bunch of kids who are making a, uh, a movie or a trailer or something. And, and in, the, in the trailer itself, you see like um, they do like the slow-mo, like you throw like a, a, a water balloon at somebody, right? And it really slowly pops in front of someone's face and it creates that ripple on their face. And it's, it seems so wild and just unpredictable. Then I was like, I I'm curious to see what this is. One of the main reasons too is is because Shia LaBeouf, uh, he seems to be in this uh, renaissance in his career. It just seems like he's now putting out movies that have a little more meaning to them. I know for a minute there he looked like he was going nuts, and he he really just didn't handle this whole fame and after Transformers very well. But it looks like he he kind of picked himself up by his bootstraps and just said, well let's let's see what I can do creatively. What can I do? I have not seen Peanut Butter Falcon yet. I've heard nothing but great things about how he's great in it, and the people around him are, are great. I hope that plays big in the in the award season. Uh, outside of that, I'm I'm trying to remember some other things that I remember seeing him in. I can't think of anything off the top, off the top of my head, but also too he has this movie where he's just a grimy like just middle aged guy like he has the balding, uh head hairline. But then, like, all the hair behind him is just, like, really long and mangled. He, uh, he, he looks like Ewan McGregor in Fargo. If you've ever seen that season of that show, he looks like... Because, uh, you know, Ewan plays two characters in that. He plays, like, his successful self and then his younger brother who, like, needs money. He looks... It, it's so spot on. He looks just like that guy. And it looks like he's just helping these kids out, trying to do something. Uh, I don't think, of, like, in a creepy way. But Who knows? Uh, but it looks just so cool. It just it it looks like he's just having fun, which, look, at the end of the day, you, that's what you should be doing, right? you you are creative. you make and do things. Like it shouldn't be like, a, oh, I gotta make this movie. No, you should be like, yes, let's let's get a movie in. Let's do this. Uh, I mean, the the budget to this looks fairly small. i I don't really know what else you would spend it on. There's not a whole lot of other big actors in it. Luke Lucas Hedges is in this as well. Uh, if you've seen him in Boy Erased. He was also in um, uh, Ma- Manchester by the Sea. If, you're, if you've seen that one, he's pretty spectacular in that. Uh, and I I can't wait to see him, man. I, I I, really hope this is a win also for him, for Shia LaBeouf. You know, November is a, is a good place to put stuff out just to be recognized. There's a lot of people here, man, who could use a, a right. Just a good, like, ah, look at me do something good. All right. So that was uh, that was number two. So on to number one. That's right, the big... This is the one that I was talking about as far as rule-breaking, which is The Irishman. Yeah, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. I hear the cut for this is like three and a half hours long. I'm very ready for that. The main reason is because it's going to be on Netflix, so I could pause it. Uh, this also screened at a film festival. Again, they clapped and cheered and cried for like 25 minutes, and, and they all bowed down. I, I don't know what it is about film festivals. I would love to go to one and just check it out. I I I would hope it's not like this pretentious, like, oh, uh, yes, this movie did this. I You know, who cares? Uh, it's just cool to see. I, I don't even really know how the formula for a, a film festival goes. Do you go there and they only film like four movies? Or is it just like a bunch of movies and you go, okay, like at four o'clock, we're going to go see uh, Honey Boy... And then at 7 o'clock, Joker is going to play. But then at the other screening, uh, the the fruit guy is going to... That's not even a movie. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> is, is it like that? Where it's just a bunch of movies playing and you know, you go see whatever you want to see? I don't know. I've never been. I would like to see. If, if you've been to a film festival, let us know in the comments. I, I badly want to know how that works. Uh, but yes, The Irishman. This is, this is going to be... Scorsese's last, like, hoorah! I believe. I mean, the guy's 76. He's he's very much older. If he, you know, I'm knock on wood that he doesn't pass away. Um, but certainly, there is an idea of let me put out my last bit of energy into a a mobster movie and let me get everybody together. And that's what that feels like. You know, trying to recapture or essentially do another Goodfellas again. I, whether or not this is on a level of Goodfellas, I. I would never, I wouldn't know. Again, you know, you, you hear that this is good, but you go, well, is that Goodfellas good? Or is that Departed good? Right, there's there's certain levels of mobster movies that you go, well, just because it has a bigger budget doesn't mean it's good. One of the other main reasons too is that you have a lot of actors now, man, because they're older, they seem to be on a autopilot mode. We'll we'll get into this when we do Joker, but uh, De Niro seems to be so just... I'm here. I what do, what do you want me to play? You want me to play a mobster? You want me to play a smooth guy? You want me to be a dummy? Do you want me to be a dummy who is funny because I'm such a smooth guy or a tough guy? That seems to be his whole niche now. M- you know, maybe Scorsese pulls him out of that and just says, you know, Bobby, I need one more good one out of you. Same thing with Harvey Keitel. Same thing with Al Pacino. Joe Pesci is back for this one. Uh, I hear the Scorsese had to pull teeth to get him out of retirement uh and just to see them together in one m- one movie i mean i know they did some type of facial uh, smoothing on de niro to make him look younger and so there was a big budget for that but i i am interested to see how this is you know jimmy hoffa story is is a quite intricate one and and really that's where you go man cuz i i think this this could play pretty well in november as well uh netflix seems to be doing a lot of these Real serious movies that they want to try to push for Oscars. They did it last year with Mudbound. And there seems to be a lot of people that are either for it or against it. I ha- I have no problem either way. I really don't. Because it's a movie, right? You go, well, it's a movie. Why can't it qualify as the best movie? Like, why does there only have to be, well, it has a screen here? I mean, I, I can understand rules, but I can't understand, well, it, it can't be there because it's a Netflix thing. What does it have to do with anything? It's a movie, right? If, if I filmed a movie for two hours on my phone and put it up on YouTube and someone called me and said, hey, that's the greatest thing ever, why I don't understand, it's a movie. I, I put together a character and a plot and an ending. I put together a structure. It's a movie. People like Spielberg are, are up against it. As Scorsese looks like he's one of the few that are uh, are for it, uh, even though he's, he's recently been in hot water for his whole take on Marvel. That is so dumb. leave the guy alone he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't pay attention on the level that most people do for these movies right you know he goes i i don't know what these marvel movies they're all a theme park ride and everyone goes up in arms and like how dare you scorsese you don't understand this it's like yeah why would he the guy makes really good movies i don't i don't really think he cares about watching all the thor movies together all right it just it it is what it is so that's the irishman that was our top five right there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Also, to DM us uh, the word Kylo for free pop. Because uh, we are doing a promo right now. We're at 185 listeners. Uh, we're trying to reach 200 by the end of October. And the only way to do that is by your guys' help. Look, we, we go out every day. We, we try to talk to people on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if we've had a conversation with you guys, you know we appreciate it so much. Uh, but, of course, we're trying to... Grow our brand and and do whatever we can to do to be a great podcast. Uh, also, go to uh, Anchor, go to Spotify, go to ankle, Anchor, not ankle. If you look up ankle on the website, you might get something weird, something sketchy. We don't know. Go to Anchor, go to Spotify, go to Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Breaker, and we'll talk to you guys again very very soon. Bye bye.